0: Thank you.
1: You hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. What matters to me? Okay, I'm just going to say this. This is what matters to me. This is an extended version. This isn't short. But what matters to me is that I want young men around the world because now it's more of a diverse culture of athletes that are participating in the big four sports here in the United States of America. And those four are baseball, basketball, football, and hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. And I don't know much about hockey. So I, I never, I never really discuss hockey. I don't talk much about soccer cause I really don't know, you know, it, I'm a frustrated basketball player. I would have loved, first of all, to have been a professional basketball player. If, if, if my dreams and hopes in terms of an athletic career were to, you know, fulfill themselves or come to fruition based upon what my priority would be, I'd been a professional basketball player. Uh, afterwards, after I matured and I was a little older, I might have thought about, mmm, I might even want to be a professional baseball player. Play for a lot longer than you do in football, and football might have ended up third. But because of the talent level, football ended up first. But let me just say this. For those of you who are out there, and I know most of the time, you know that's what we do when we have this microphone. We express our opinion. Sometimes we go beyond our opinion and we can say something in a definitive way because we're stating facts. But here on Voice America Sports, everybody has their own opinion, and they get to share it. And some of us who've been in the game, been in the locker rooms, we can speak from a position of being an expert and an authority, and we have some facts. I'll tell you one of the facts is nobody pays you like they pay you in the National Football League to play football, American football, like you do in the United States of America, any place else in the world. You can't go play this game. That you play here in the National Football League, any place else in the country, and get compensated the way you get compensated. With that being said, again, you go to work, you go to school, you go to school to get an education, you get an education so you can get a better job. Perhaps maybe you make more money. You know, when you go to college, you're a student athlete. You have a chance to perhaps maybe you have a, a dual options As it relates to extending your athletic career or going to work for corporate America or, you know, beyond dual, maybe it's a trifecta. Maybe you can be an entrepreneur. But I tell you what, if it's an athletic career and you're a football player, not getting that money anyplace else. So why in the world would you do something like LeGarrette blunt and walk away from football? Unless you just you're done with the game. But certainly, what you did last night, you, he, he forced the hand of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I told Chef Julian we were going to start off with something different, but I, I, Chef Julian, who's on the line with me now, I got to go right there. This is what matters to me. Do young men not understand? And I'm not sure that anybody else would pull something similar. Well, I, somebody else did pull something very similar. But I can tell you this the <laughs> Garrett Blunt probably pulled the biggest blunder of his life last night other than you know of course when he was in college punching the kid but really now you walk away i think the minimum salary in the national football league is four hundred something thousand dollars this man is making you know a million plus probably i'm sure we can look up what his salary is but chef julian does it make sense to you regardless of what? There is no excuse he could have other than the fact that somebody, his wife, was in the emergency room and he had to go to be by her side. Other than that, there's nothing else of ex- that anybody is going to accept unless it was another family member, his mother or his father or his brother or his sister or his child. But is there justification? Can you see any justification in the Garrett Blunt? Out of frustration about not getting plays or not getting to run the ball, to walk off the field, get in the shower, <laughs> put <you> know, <laughs> leave. Really? So, Chef Julian, how do you feel about that? If you're LeGarrette Blunt this morning, how are you feeling once you find that you've been cut from the team?
2: Um, well, I think he should. He should have known. He should have known he, that there was going to be a consequence. I don't think he would have thought it would have been so. That, that, uh, much, that part of a consequence, but, uh, he knew, he should have known what was going to be a consequence. I mean, I, I sent a tweet out a couple, uh, uh, minutes ago at Chef Julian, uh, that you can, you disrespected your team, your coaches, your teammates, your organization, and the fans by walking out, out of there. You disrespected every, anybody that you ever come in contact with by walking out on your team in the middle of a game like that. That is so disrespectful, and that's one of the uh, highest forms of disrespect in the NFL to ever do as a player.
1: And and I'm agreeing with you, and and it's one of those things where it's so rare that it has ever happened before. Normally, when something like that happens, it's out of frustration of a team about to lose a game and and maybe a, a player or two. You know, Des Bryant has walked off the field with the Dallas Cowboys, you know, before the game had expired again, but the game was way out of hand and it was out of frustration of the loss. It wasn't him, you know, sh- you know, a display of the fact that I'm so selfish that I didn't get any carries, that I'm not a part of the game plan, that I'm just going to walk off the field. And not only that. You do it in such a way and in, in such a time of year where your team is still in the running for the playoffs. And you do it with one of the most respected teams and coaches in the National Football League with Thomson and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you do it at a time where I'm sorry, but I don't think I mean, who in the hell is going to pick him up? Why would you pick it? Nobody's going to pick him up. He's done at least for this year. He's done. And because of his history and his track record, I might think he just he just ended his career by walking away. And, I, and I'm just, I mean, there's probably, there's not an apology he's going to be able to give back to Mike Tomlin because they probably will not answer any of his phone calls.
2: Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, they said, I, I've always said because of his track record, no, you're not. that's a dangerous pickup. To pick him up as a player, that's dangerous to do because he's, uh, showed over the years, he's a troublemaker. From his co- days in college, he's angry that, he was so angry that a team beat him that he was willing to punch another student on live television in front of the entire, uh, in front of the entire country to see. So it's obvious that he doesn't care about anybody but himself. And to be honest, if you're upset about not getting enough carries, maybe you should play better. I think that's, uh, that's what it comes down to. Maybe he's not playing good enough. Maybe you're not playing good enough. Maybe you're not playing good enough for Mike Tomlin to say, hey, maybe we should give him the ball. How about you step up as a player instead of blaming everybody else?
1: And I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I, I just, all I can do is say amen to that. Because certainly what I would say is like last night, you know, the Steelers are getting back to Steeler football. And the Steelers always had a running game. And so last night, we're going to ride the horses hot. Just keep on riding. And 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 it wasn't you, LeGarrette. And so I, I see nothing wrong with the way the game plan played out last night. And if you're not a part of it that week, then just, hey, save it for another day. That means you didn't get punished last night, which means you possibly could be perhaps even a little bit more fresh for the upcoming week. But it, it certainly is. Listen, when it gets to the point where it's, you know, championship time in November and December is championship time. You know, Steelers are going to start pounding the football, and people are going to need more than before, which running backs in my generation, Tony Dorsett, Marcus Allen, Eric Dickerson, John Riggins, O.J. Anderson, you know, them, them cats didn't raise their hand to come out the game. Nowadays, running backs, you know, they get a nice run or two, they raise their hand for somebody to come in for them. But I, I think the, the Gary Bump just made – the biggest blunder that he possibly could make. And, man, I don't, I don't want to say it, but, I, you know, I think his family members need to be looking out for him right now. I mean, you're trying to make a statement, but really? I mean, in, in, in a time like right now, what's going on with the National Football League, with Roger Goodell trying to do the best he can to try to protect the brand, y- you can't do anything that's going to embarrass or tarnish this brand because there's a zero tolerance right now for it. And and speaking of that, we know there's some issues with the Adrian Peterson matter, which I think is a PR move on Roger's side. But I think he needs to do the right thing, which would force then the Players Association to do the things that they're doing in terms of appeals. And that appeal process, I'm sure Roger knows how that may work out, that it may be in – in Adrian's favor, which would get him back on the field. But it's not because Roger didn't put up, you know, a wall of you know resistance to say, no, we don't want you back. But according to collective bargaining agreements that we've signed, we have to let you back, you know, and go through this due process. So but I don't want to get into that yet because I want to talk about that a little bit later and certainly but what i do want to do is uh chef julian what i want to be able to do is let everybody know if they'd like to give us a call they can call us at 888-346-9144 and i'm going to ask you julian to give them the information on that twitter handle of which they could reach out to chef julian and either tweet retweet or connect
2: uh yes they can uh follow me at chef julian uh and they can if they have any questions just uh is ask that a, is that, is that a is hashtag?
1: That a, ask Chef Julian. There you go. Hashtag Ask Chef Julian. So i tell you what, Chef, man, there were some good games, and we got about two minutes. So, you know, i, I said we switch things around here a little bit. And I thought what we'd do is we'd we deal with the power rankings first, and we get back to some of the business of football a little bit later. So with some of those power rankings, and I think they've been shuffled around a little bit this week, just let's run through them real fast and start at 10 and let's go up to one just to acknowledge how they, how they rolled out this weekend. And then we'll come back and take a break and and start having some, some extended discussion about those, but start with number 10 and go through 10 through one, and then we'll end up going into a break. So number 10 is who? Number 10 is San
2: Francisco. Number nine is Indianapolis. Number eight, Philadelphia. Number seven, Detroit. And number six, is dallas number five is kansas city number four is denver number three is green bay number two arizona and number one is new england
1: the number one i have no problem with the new england patriots as a matter of fact i I might have a problem with another team of where they are lined two teams really one has a more favorable position that i would say they deserve and two I think the second team that I want to talk about when we come back from the break is a team that should be a, have a higher position. Interesting enough, I think these two teams played each other as well. You might know who I'm talking about. But I tell you what, uh, I think uh, we're going to have to take a break, Chef Julian. Uh, we're going to have a great show today. I'm, I'm really excited about this show today. Glad Chef Julian could join us. We apologize for uh, not being with you last week. We had to run a replay, uh, but... We'll make sure we don't want to replay today. Be a lot of fun. 888 346 9144 In case you'd like to talk it, call in and talk to me or the chef himself as Chef Julian out of Hall of Fame City. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Chef Julian in the Hall of Fame city of Canton, Ohio. I think the weather's a little chilly out there compared to what it is here in the Valley, but that's okay uh, because... There's always another day. Might be tomorrow. Might warm up. You never know. That's what happens to some of those teams in Ohio. Some of them are hot, and then next thing you know, they're cold. And I think the Cleveland Browns are one of those teams. where We're looking for some consistency out of them Will they'll stay hot. And that's why it's hard for me to talk about my favorite team, uh, the Cleveland Browns. I almost said the Philadelphia Eagles, which, you know, is another one of my favorite teams. But anyway, uh, Chef Julian, let's start off at number 10. And number 10 was... Who again?
2: The San Francisco
1: 49ers. Yeah, and that's what I said. That's why I said who again. Because the 49ers squeaked by one, got a victory. What you think about the 49ers? You think they, you know, by squeaking by winning... Uh, and just win. Don't make a difference. When it's all over, when they're going over the record, don't make a di- It's just a, w- a win or a loss. So that's all that really counts. That's all that really matters. You don't get many style points here, although I'm going to talk about a team getting some style points later on, so I may be contradicting myself, but at the same time, the San Francisco 49ers, were you impressed with their victory or do you think they just kind of, you know, mm, just squeezed by?
2: Um, I think they should have easily beaten the uh, New York Giants, but then again, like they they have not played the way that they usually play. I mean they lost Navarro Bowman the rest of the year last year, they lost him for this year, and they have lost Patrick Willis recently. Uh, so the defense isn't is a little banged up, but still at the same time you should beat a team like the New York Giants easily and not sixteen to ten. They should have won at least by two two touchdowns and To be honest, I think that Seattle is better than them and I think they should be 10 and uh, San Francisco should be 11, not the other way around.
1: Well, um, you know, I'm I'm probably in tune to agree with you with the exception of, you know, there's a lot of stuff brewing with the Seattle Seahawks right now. I mean, I mean, Pete Carroll has taken on responsibilities, uh, you know, and I'm not going to say beyond coaching, because one thing about coaching, what you have to do is you have to manage the egos and the attitudes of those, that diverse group inside the locker room. And it seems like right now, Mershawn Lynch could be somewhat of a, of a, you know, a LeGarrette blunt for him. Uh, and so he's got to try to deal with that. So and, and that's going to be difficult. I mean, you're the Super Bowl, you know, defending champs. And and so you got a lot of pressure that goes in just with that and seeing if you can repeat or make it to the playoffs. And, and then in the offseason, everybody thought they were the reason why you went to the Super Bowl. So in the contract negotiations, everybody wanted some more money. And it was Mershon who basically everybody knows Beast Mode is the reason why, really, when it's all said and done, he is the heart and soul of that team, the attitude of that team. Uh, he's on the offensive side. And, and then, of course, on the other side, you know, it's expressed as well through their defense, but I'm just not so sure the San Francisco 49ers against the Giants, okay, just win, I agree with that. But I also agree with what you're saying, that they should have beat them. You don't get style points in the National Football League, but when there's a team you should beat handily, you you should do that. But I'm just going to be happy that the 49ers came out with a victory because if you lose against the Giants, our conversation today would be a lot different. But I'm agreeing with you. They should have beat them a little better, a little bit more handily. They should have controlled them. Uh, But in terms of, let's say, the Seattle Seahawks, you know, I think there's somebody else the Seattle Seahawks may want to switch spots with, and that spot is up a little higher than when the 49ers are. But let's go to number nine. Number nine is the
2: Indianapolis Colts.
1: And uh, expand upon the Indianapolis Colts and, and what are you feeling about the Colts right now? What are you seeing about the Colts right now that's that's either you're very impressed with or you're concerned about?
2: I am concerned with this team. I don't think they could stay in the top ten uh, for long. If they cannot get a running game and they just lost a Matt Ramad Bradshaw with a fractured fibula for the rest of the year, so I they're thought, gonna have to. That's a, yeah. Richardson. So a fracture
1: is a broke. So you're exactly right. Go right ahead. A break. So go right ahead.
2: And so they're gonna have to trust Trent Richardson, who has not shown that he is a third a third overall pick in the draft. He's not shown that yet by any team, either the Browns or the Indianapolis Colts. And he needs to step up and show that he deserves to be on the Indianapolis Colts and he deserves to be a starting running back on the in the NFL.
1: And I believe the Indianapolis Colts has put everything to rest and let everybody know they're not interested in Legarrette Blunt, you know. So even though they need a running back, they 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 already said, listen, we're not interested in that young man not to come to our team. But I I will say this: if it's you give me the Indianapolis Colts and you give me the Seattle Seahawks right now, and the way they're playing right now. And I would just change those two right there. I, I would change the Colts. I, I told you it was going to be higher than the 49ers, but it's even somebody higher than than them that I might put the Seattle Seahawks in their place because I think the Seattle Seahawks, I think they're coming together and they're playing good football at the right time. They're just, they're winning. You know, they're, they're, they're doing what they need to do now to win football games. And so I, I would say, hey, Indianapolis Colts or looking at, you know, the Seattle Seahawks. I think that's an easy one for me. What about you? What about interchanging those two right there in your mind, Chef Julian? Would you replace knock down the Colts to number 11, push up the Seahawks to number nine? Does that make sense to you? Actually, I would uh, switch the Colts
2: with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's right under the Seattle Seahawks. I'd switch them around. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have been playing great as of late. I mean, they have a couple losses against teams that they should have beat easily, but... You know, they're still a good team and they can compete with teams like that. And they have beaten the Colts and they beat them very badly.
1: And but the but the Steelers are at number twelve, am I correct?
2: Yeah, the Steelers are at number so
1: twelve. So you're dropping so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna drop the Seattle I'm sorry, you're gonna drop the Indianapolis Colts out of ten below eleven and drop them to twelve and you're gonna move the Pittsburgh Steelers up to nine. Yes I would. Okay. Well, that's Chef Julian answers for you right there. That's how he answered that question. So let's look at number eight and see what the chef thinks about that. And number eight comes in as the. Your Philadelphia Eagles. And that's where I'm having a problem, man, because I like my Philadelphia Eagles. I like them a lot. But I'm sorry. You can't go. I don't care if it's somebody else's house. I don't care if it's your house. You don't get beat like that. Really? That bad? And and to and to say that you can definitively say you deserve to be in the top ten and and possibly, you know, make it deep into the playoffs and, and run up against Aaron Rodgers, that bad man? Really? That that was to me and I understand a loss is a loss. It doesn't make a difference, but it, is, it does make a difference how you lose. As players, we always talk about this this old wood is behind us, put it past us, let's go to the next. And and we can we could play them again and play differently. And, and and may change some things. But there's no reason to give him that much confidence. No reason to give him that much confidence. And I, you know, I'll tell you what. Mark Sanchez, I it, it, it could be a long, short season for him. It, it's a short season, but it could end up being very long. It could be a long, short season for him because I, I think he's just got a one-year contract. I don't think he's locked in long-term, but... You're up against that bad man. You already had a decent game, 300 yards. You come out with a nice 300-yard-plus game, and now, mm. So what do you think, Chef Julian? Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles being in that spot instead of the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Seattle Seahawks. Right now, those two teams, I would think they're more deserving. They obviously should be in the top 10, but I think they certainly deserve to be. I put them in the eighth spot instead of the Philadelphia Eagles based upon what the Eagles did when they showed up to, I think they showed up to play the green Bay Packers.
2: Yeah. I think they should be switched with the Seattle Seahawks as well. I think they should be 11 because
1: it's not only Mark Sanchez's fault. It's the
2: defense. The defense gives up way too many yards. The Eagles might be eighth in the power rankings, but their defense is less than 25 in their, uh, in the defensive ranking. And how I don't get how you're going to be a top 10 team with a, mediocre, if not terrible defense. They give up too many passing yards and too many running yards, and that needs to stop. The only thing that their defense is good at is getting off the field on third down.
1: Well, I'll tell you, well, you got to say that there's a lot you can say for that. I mean, the fact that you get off the field on third down, that's an accomplishment because you don't want to stay on the field. But on first and second down, they must be giving up some, a lot of points because, you know, third down, they're coming off the field. But the, but the team is putting up some points on them. And listen, Jordy Nelson is good. I would say Jordy Nelson is a pro bowler. But Jordy Nelson ain't one of the greatest receivers of all time. He looked like Jerry Rice out there against the Philadelphia Eagles. Really, come on. And I, I, you know, maybe it's because, you know, I lined up in the secondary and I'm looking at this, you know, from that perspective. But, you know, I just need the Philadelphia Eagles secondary. And you can look at it across any Super Bowl, a series of years. That if a team's going to win, their defense and their secondary's got to play real good. I mean, it's just it's the last line of defense. So you got to stop them from scoring whether they're running or passing. You got to be real active. And there's a couple people who just some days they show up and some days they don't. I need my man Malcolm Jenkins to just step up and ta- be the leader of of the team now. Because now you're getting into the time where you're jeopardizing your opportunity really to extend your play into the playoffs. And so the Eagles don't need if if you're serious about making into the playoffs and making a run you there's no performance this is the best man in the business right now nobody's hotter than aaron Rodgers. so when you up against the best you got to stop the best and that defense you're exactly right the offense they can't stop you know that bad man that's not their job to stop that bad man but again it depends upon how well you play and, and the field position that you give us, which opens up his playbook to allow him to do some things that he may not be able to do if he's, you know, deep down, you know, into his own, you know, side of the field where he's got to be a little bit more conservative, worried about, you know, perhaps maybe, you know, getting sacked you know, sack being a safety, you know. So all aspects of the team, special teams, offense, defense, and coaching, has to get better for the Philadelphia Eagles, but I, I'm with you, Chef Julian. I, I think that that needs to be a switch. They should not be as high as they are, and they're number eight, which means that number seven is the Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals, am I correct if that, my mind serves me correctly? My memory serves me correctly. My mind's playing tricks on me, but... Detroit Lions, I mean, I'm I'm not sure I was really that disappointed in the Detroit Lions because I feel so good about the Arizona Cardinals. So, you, Chefs Julian, the Detroit Lions, did they disappoint you, or are you okay with the Detroit Lions and where they are right there in the power rankings? Uh,
2: I think they're okay. I think uh, that I wanted the Arizona Cardinals to prove, because the Arizona Cardinals have been winning a lot, but they haven't played that many games against teams that people say are, Think are good now, but they ha- they have in the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I think. I mean, not the Dallas. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, and they have in the uh, Detroit Lions. So I think they have definitely shown that they should be uh, one of the best teams in the NFL, and they are one of the best teams in the NFL in my
1: mind. Yeah, I, I like what I see with the Arizona Cardinals. I truly do, and uh, you know, Detroit Lions. You know that again. D- when you think about the best teams in the National Football League, just to have. The opportunity to to put the Detroit Lions into that conversation. You know, this is a team like the Philadelphia Eagles and, and the Cleveland Browns are a team that's never won a Super Bowl. So to have them in that conversation that they possibly could make a run at it and, and a team's credibility in terms of how good they are is based upon how well they played against the Detroit Lions. For some people. Those real diehard Detroit fans, they're just happy to have that part of the conversation, that they're in that conversation. But that's not enough in the National Football League. What you want to do is you want to be a team that is going to beat whoever they play, regardless. You're happy that people, you know, you're the measuring stick of which, you know, if a team's good, they should be able to beat this team. Uh, But at the same time, you want to be that team that's beating whatever the other team is that's supposedly a good team. So when Detroit starts doing that, that I'll give them a lot more respect. But they're they're a good team. They're a decent team. And you can believe you better show up all the time, prepared when the Detroit Lions are coming. Because Sue, oh, Sue don't be playing. <laughs> Dominic and Sue does not play when it comes to playing football. The man shows up and he's ready each Sunday. Sunday night, Monday night, Sunday afternoon. The man does his job. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a matter. Chef Julian out of the Hall of Fame City is with me, and we'll be right back after this break.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports.
1: Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. you listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me is somebody forgot to send a memo to Gary Blunt and let him know that you don't walk away from millions of dollars. Somebody forgot to tell him that. And hopefully he's going to learn the hard way, but I hope he learns uh, you don't do that. You do not do that. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get back to where we were. And uh, Chef Julian, of course, was, as he always does, he's taken me from the bottom to the top in terms of the power ranking of the National Football League. And I believe we are about to talk to a team that I would prefer that Chef Julian mentions that name. And perhaps maybe then I'll continue to expand the conversation. But uh, next up, is it number seven?
2: Oh uh, no, number six. Oh, number six, Cowboys.
1: and that's the Dallas Cowboys. All right, the Dallas Cowboys at number six. Of course, the uh, Dallas Cowboys coming off of that victory, they had uh, they had a bye, but they traveled over to London and had a nice little victory, and and, and they came back home and and got some rest. And, and I'm still interested, uh, and in, and seeing um, the mobility of. Tony Romo. I, I really believe that still the man is injured. His back hasn't healed. Of course, he's, you know, been given some treatment and medication to perhaps maybe, you know, expedite that process. But, you know, a bone takes time to heal. A fracture takes time to heal. Uh so whatever that is, I doubt there's anything you can do to speed that process up. It has to take its natural course. And all this other stuff that you're doing is just you know something to mask the pain, and and you're being concerned about the tolerance level of an individual that could either stand it or not stand the pain to go out and play football for you. But I believe they they they're going to have to play uh, the New York Giants, and and for Eli and the New York Giants, the only thing they can do at this point in time, really, the the, the Giants are just you know looking to spoil uh, the season of a few people. Uh, in that NFC East conference because of the fact that, you know, let's face it, I I don't see the Giants, you know, making the playoffs. I certainly don't see them making it deep into the playoffs. So all they can do is be spoilers. Uh, Do you think, Chef Julian, uh, the Giants have the right frame of mind of, okay, we need to let some people know that we're still the New York Giants, we may not make them to the playoffs, but we got a damn good football team, and, and we're going to beat some of these teams that everybody thinks happens to be the elite teams uh, just for the sake of showing you that we're still a good team and also spoiling any chances they have of going to the playoffs. Is that the kind of agenda you think the Giants should be on now?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they, I mean, you don't think they can probably. make the playoffs,
1: do you? I mean, is the, I mean, the record is, is going to be kind of hard for them to make the playoffs. They got, they got to win the East, uh, and the Cowboys and the Eagles, you know, look like the two teams that possibly could win that East. So, so you, you think they could win the division? I may be wrong. Maybe I said it wrong. Maybe you think they could win the division. Uh, I don't think
2: they could win the division. I just think they should probably just call it quits and let's just be spoilers for the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, they have a few playoff teams that they have to play. Of course, they have, uh, the, uh, Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, and the, uh, Cowboys. They also have, uh, St. Louis. They can, uh, they can beat them, show that they can beat a couple teams, because St. Louis has beaten, uh, a few playoff contending teams as in, uh, Seattle and San Francisco and Denver. And, uh, maybe they can show that we could be those spoilers too, but, um,
1: yeah, but St. Louis, St. Louis is at the bottom of the barrel of, of, of their division. But St. Louis, as you said, when Jeff Fisher is playing against the competition, you know, Jeff's attitude is, you know, for some reason, maybe the teams that we should beat, we don't beat, but we're gonna prepare for the good teams when they come in and we're gonna show you that we're a good football team. And he beats some teams that people probably the I'd say the betting people probably never take him. Now they might take points, but but you know, in a head to head win or loss. You know, take all. Oh, you know, I, I doubt that many people are taking the St. Louis Rams, and and they should be. Uh, but certainly, I agree with you on those on those uh, those those Cowboys. Look, need to look out for the Giants because that spoiler attitude that might be the attitude that the Giants have this week. And and also, Chef Julian, let me share this with you. It's also the time of year too where players have to be concerned about, you know, who's packing it up and thinking about the holidays already. And coaches are aware of that, and people are getting released and cut when you're not doing the job and not living up to it. So um, I, I just think that, you know, the Giants could still be spoilers. You mentioned those teams that in the East, of course, they're in their own conference, but there's a couple other teams outside of their conference too, I believe, that they may be able to do, because I believe the East is playing the NFC West, so do they have Seattle on their schedule left, or am I I'm uh, not really? No, s- they
2: already played Seattle. They uh, lost to him.
1: Okay, well, there you go. You had a chance to, to, to spoil their schedule. You didn't spoil their schedule. So I, I just think, um, let me ask you this question. Eli Manning, at one point I had Eli as an elite quarterback. He won two Super Bowls. He deserved to be an elite quarterback based upon his performance at that time. Has Eli's skill set diminished? Is he still as good of a quarterback as he was years ago, or has his skill set diminished in your opinion?
2: Well, to be honest, I've never considered Eli Manning an elite quarterback. I know it's, I know it's weird to say, but I never consider him an elite quarterback. And there's a lot of uh, quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls that nobody remembers. And it's it's not that I'm saying that Eli Manning won't be remembered. He will be remembered. I mean, he made great runs into the uh, Super Bowl. Both years that he won, they weren't even expected to make the playoffs, let alone win the Super Bowl. I think he's a clutch performer. He performs when they need him to. Uh, when they have uh, actual hopes of make, still making the playoffs, he can perform and bring him to the playoffs and possibly win the Super Bowl. And I just don't think that Eli's a real elite quarterback.
1: Well, my opinion is this. I, I'm going to give you a definition, and I'm going to share with the audience def, my definition of a great player. A great player is one who, without a doubt, not only does his, is his production you know, above everybody else's production, but he, too, elevates the production of his teammates around him, and he makes them better. And those two years of which Eli was able to do that, Eli did just that. He performed at a level that that exceeded anything that anybody else thought he could perform at. He was better than other quarterbacks in head-to-head matches. And he made his teammates better at a time when they needed to be. Now, the clutch performance, that's all part of greatness. Because that's when you're at your best, when you play the best, when the game is on the line, and he did that. So it's interesting enough that there are great players that play great seasons, and they may not play long enough to have great careers. And so somebody truly could be, for a period of time, a great player. And I believe that if Eli has been an elite player and a great player if nothing else, just those two seasons. And so a lot of times it's a person's body of work that will determine where he or she ends up in the you know memory banks of the history of a sport or some type of endeavor. But I think Eli has done enough. After all he's one of, you know, very few quarterbacks that's won multiple Super Bowls. So I, I think he's I think he's performed at a level where the conversation would come up is Eli. A great quarterback for a period of time, Eli. Like I said, he he was he was elite. You know, he was he was he had a hot hand. You know, he was in a zone for seasons. For two seasons, he was in a zone, and that's very very hard to do. But I I guess I could understand where you say he's he's not elite. So so let's move on. The, the next one after the Dallas Cowboys, and by the way, I'm not so sure that. And I think the Dallas Cowboys have to travel to New York because the Eagles are coming in the following week. Uh, so I think they may have to travel to New York. But I'm, I'm going to I'm just going to just because I like Eli, I'm a little brother. So I like I like the little all the little brothers out there. I want to go with, with the Giants on that one. I think Eli's going to have a, a game of which we'll remember. And, and, and hopefully he'll spoil the Cowboys season. So the next up after the Dallas Cowboys happens to be. The Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we we got to give it to Andy Reid. Andy Reid is just a good football coach. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Andy Reid is Andy Reed, If Andy Reid wins one Super Bowl, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Philadelphia Eagles. You know, went to all those playoffs, all those NFC Championship games. You know, uh, you know, consistently winning. People happy at home. You know, you come into the stadium, play the Eagles at home. You're going to lose. You know, on the road, and they were a good road team too. But but Andy is back to Andy. You know, he's out of Philadelphia. He's with Kansas City. Kansas City started off last year, you know, I think really hot last year. I, I think Kansas City's a good team. And and I think they're a good team because Andy Reid is coming there and he's turned them around. He's given them hope. He's got some good players. And I think they're gonna do something. I think they'll be right there in that and they're in that playoff hunt. But but I think I wouldn't want Kansas City's such a dangerous team, I wouldn't want that team to be the team I'd have to pay in the playoffs. I'll tell you what, Chef Julian, we're going to take a break because we have to take a break and then we're going to come back for our last segment. You're listening to of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Chef Julian, check him out on Twitter. Follow him. Hashtag Ask Chef Julian. We'll be right back after this <music>
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: Right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. By the way, don't forget about it now the 15th annual player networking event will be here in Phoenix, Arizona for this year's Super Bowl. Guy Troop and Troop 21 will again put on a spectacular event, and we here at Voice America Sports will be broadcasting live from the campus of ASU. And you, be sure to join us. And, of course, uh, that is the Saturday uh, before the Super Bowl. And I think we're going to be broadcasting from 12 to 6 p.m. We're going to broadcast about six hours live. Get Chef Julian to join us on that show. Chef, you make sure you, you, you're ready and you're listening and be ready to go. So let, let's talk about this, Chef. Speaking of ready to go, get me ready to go. Who's up next? Uh, the, Green Bay, uh, the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos, wait a second. The Denver Broncos, are you kidding me? Number four? And, and what was the score of Denver Broncos game this weekend? I don't even need to know the score. They lost bad, real bad. Am I correct? Uh,
2: yeah. Okay.
1: Is. So the Denver Broncos and the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, those kind of teams, you know, again, you can't lose like that. You can't, you can't, you know, in football, there's, you know, you shouldn't have a bad, a real bad day at the office, even though it's just one law. I know all that. But really, come on, the Denver Broncos. So, what do you have to say about it? Because it's hard for me to talk about the Denver Broncos. So, I'm gonna let you, Chef Jordan, take it over. Paid man in the Denver I Broncos. Bad daddy the official, or, or what happened? I mean, people are saying it's a shocker. I don't,
2: I don't consider it a shocker. I mean, the St. Louis Rams—they have four wins, and uh, two of those wins, three of those wins now actually are against uh, win. Teams with running records, so you can't really say that it was a real shocker. I don't think, I don't consider this game a shocker. But, uh, it's just Peyton Manning just did not, uh, connect with his wide receivers. Uh, Julius Thomas came out of the game that really hurt them. Uh, and this defense just didn't know where to stop the, uh, how to stop the St. Louis Rams offense. And, uh, it's just, all in all, it was a bad game. For this entire team, and that's how. And good teams even have bad games.
1: Well, I, I agree with you, but but you really you don't want that to happen. You want to do as best you can to kind of manage that. There's certain things that they talk about managing in football, and I, I, I'm not a real advocate or a proponent for for you know coaches. Or, or quarterbacks managing games. The coaches manage because that's all they do is they're sending in information. They're not executing, they're managing the process to get the information to somebody else to let them do the execution. So, but let me just talk about the St. Louis Rams. I, you know, sometimes you have to look, you know, beyond the field and you got to look at those guys over there with those headsets on. And I am telling you, Jeff Fisher, who at one time, you know, when he was with the uh, Tennessee Titans, was uh, he and Andy Reid were like neck and neck in terms of the tenure of of being at one team for such a long period of time, but Jeff Fisher's a damn good coach, and I can tell you this now. Jeff hasn't, you know, he was there for a Super Bowl, didn't get it uh, when they played the St. Louis Rams and Tennessee Titans. You know, they didn't get it, but 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 I'm just gonna say this: Jeff is a and Jeff. Given the time to prepare for somebody, anybody. Jeff will put a defense together that's going to challenge you, and he's very creative, and he's allowing his offensive to be very creative, too. And so I I would have not gone into that game understanding how they already won one game earlier in the season, you know, where nobody expected them to win. I I would just, anytime I'm playing the St. Louis Rams and Jeff Fisher's the coach, I got to be prepared for anything might happen. And certainly that he's gonna send a house at you all the time. That's just his nature. He was bought up in that forty six defense with Buddy Ryan. So you know he's gonna just keep coming at you all the time. And 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 basically they're blitzing to defend the run. Oh, by the way, on our way to the stop the run, if we happen to get to the quarterback, go get him. So so that's the way that's the philosophy of their blitzes it's you know, we're we're blitzing defend to stop the run, and by the way, if we need to get to the quarterback, keep on and go get to him. So I, I would just say this, you know, you know they've got four wins this year. Again, I'm going to go back to the good teams. Don't get beat bad by a team that everybody expects you to beat. But I'm going to say this, they shouldn't expect, don't just walk in thinking that you're going to beat the St. Louis Rams and Jeff Fisher. That's one guy that I would say as a coach that you got to give him a couple extra points in the consideration of a win and a loss because he coaches a touchdown or a field goal in favor of his team. So he, Jeff, you know, just him coaching, that's going to give his team another three points. So if you think they get beat by three, oh, no, that's not going to happen. If you think they're going to get beat by a touchdown, you got to give them three points. So instead of a touchdown, maybe they get beat by, uh, you know, three points. But, but I'll tell you what, uh, he definitely, without a doubt, is probably one of the best game day coaches that I've ever seen. Without a doubt, Jeff is a great game day coach. So let's go on. Besides Jeff and, and, and of course, some St. Louis Rams, the next team up happens to be the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Now, Aaron Rodgers, he's just a bad man. Jordy Nelson's not that good, but he's doing his thing. You know, they got all kind of weapons around. The defense is playing ball. You know, right now, Ooh, I'm not so sure that Green Bay, New England, that's not a bad Super Bowl. Am I going to call that right now? I don't know. It could happen. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? How do you, I mean, he's he's lit a fire under his team. What do you think about that, Chef Julian? Am I right or am I wrong? Uh,
2: I got I to gotta be honest. In the beginning of the season, I was not looking, I was not thinking that the Green Bay Packers were going to really stand a chance this season. They were struggling so much. But Aaron Rodgers told his fans to relax, and ever since then, they have only lost one game. And he has been having a better season than his MVP performance in 2011. And it is just ridiculous. And their defense has changed a lot, too. They moved Clay Matthews to the inside linebacker position. He's getting a lot more uh, action at that position than he did when he was on, on the outside linebacker. And this team has been playing... With uh, ex- excellent efficiency, they've scored over uh, what I think it was 33% of their uh, drives, which is the most in the
1: NFL. And um, it's just, they're clicking on all cylinders. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll say know, this. I, I hate to interrupt you there, but I, I will say this. You know, that just shows you they're, they're, they're not being satisfied with their defense. They're taking one of the best lineback- outside linebackers in the National Football League and they're putting him inside. I mean, if it's broke, don't fix it. But what you are trying to do is you're – that's one thing where I can say, you know what, the Green Bay Packers are not satisfied with making a playoff. They're actually trying to win something. And they're doing some creative things here. So they're moving Clay Matthews Jr. inside. Listen, if you can keep him off of him, he can go sideline to sideline and make some tackles, that might be a great thing. But just the fact that you, you're moving him around, period – is that you're, you're, you're trying to fix what you think might be broken in some aspect and how you can make it better. That's a great move right there, what they did with Clay Matthews. I just love that. Number two right now, Julian.
2: The Arizona Cardinals.
1: Chef Julian said it loud and clear, Arizona Cardinals. And, and just think about it. If things were to play out the way they are right now, you got a one who's in the AFC and you got a two who's in the NFC. Could it happen to be that the Arizona Cardinals might do the first thing that anybody's ever done in history, host the Super Bowl? I hope they do. I mean, I'd love for my Philadelphia Eagles to be here. Don't get me wrong. But that, that would be a special moment for a special team, you know, for the Arizona Cardinals to be able to host. Don't think it's going to happen. But I'll tell you what, they might be in the NFC Championship game. I don't know who they're going to play, but I think they should be there. They're playing good enough that I don't know who else is going to be there in that NFC Championship game, but they deserve to be there. And, of course, the number one team happens to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I mean, did you really think that we wouldn't be talking about Tom Brady being the best at some point in time during this season, New England Patriots and Bill Belichick and his boys, and, of course, our homeboy from the Hall of Fame city, Josh McDaniels? I mean, Josh was fired up on the sidelines. So it's good to see them, you know, you know, back doing things the Patriot way. Let's just see how long they can hang on because you hate for them to lose one game at the wrong time. And that's playoff time. Well, chef Julie, there's a couple other things I want to talk about before we go. And Adrian Peterson, it looks like Adrian Peterson may have some issues for me. I think it's a PR move. We only got one minute, so I'm probably gonna to have to close this off. I think it's a PR move, but at the same time, I will say this. I do not condone what Adrian Peterson did, but I know I I just from what I feel from that man, I don't think there is one, you know, abuse of bone in his body that he was trying to abuse his child. I think what he was trying to do was discipline his child. And sometimes I think it's the intent in a court of law that they might take into consideration. I don't know. But his intent was not to abuse his child, but to discipline his child. And, and sometimes what you're taught might be all that you know. Is it right? Is it wrong? That's for somebody else to determine. But I don't think that that man was trying to abuse his child, nor is he a child abuser. That was something of which it just so happened that somebody complained about it. Somebody found out about it, but that is not a child abuser. And people know what child abusers, you know the description of child abusers when you see them. You know them. You know their children are afraid of them. You know their children, I'm not going to say they love that abusive parent. So I, I think you could do a little bit more evaluation into the circumstances, into the situation that Adrian's dealing with at this time. And I hope that he gets a chance to continue to play the National Football League because when he's playing in the National Football League, he's also providing for his children. And I think that's what he wants to do. So I'm just going to say, hey, I'm going to pray for him and I'm going to pray for his son. And I'm going to pray for all those out there find themselves in a situation where perhaps maybe they've done something wrong and they might get another chance. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Chef Julian from the Hall of Fame City. You want to ask him a question? Hashtag AskChefJulian. Follow him on Twitter. So as far as I'm concerned, we got to go. So I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
2: Thank you
0: for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit rayellisports.com. That's rayellisports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.